Welcome to the eighth edition of the Repod uh, with me, Wayne Riles, Wayne Baker, Martin Cassidy. Uh, we've just been having a chat with us trying to work out how many episodes we are up to. Um, we reckon this is eight. We're going to go with eight. Anyway, guys, eight will do. Yeah, why not? Um, no special guest today. We're just going to do a little bit of a recap um, of the guests we've had on, have a little chat about some new news that's come out over the last few days regarding, in my opinion, a crazy change to the offside rule. Uh, Martin's got a little bit of poll up on Twitter while we're actually doing the podcast live. And then we've got a few shout-outs to give. I've got something, that a message that came through to me from a listener that I'm going to drop on you guys in a minute because you don't know anything about it or a bit later on in the show. Something that'll be really interesting um, take for us to get on in, in a future episode. Um, so we're going to start with Martin and his Twitter poll because I think it's the most outrageous Twitter poll I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> and if it had gone against, or if it goes against what I think is right, I might just storm off this pod. So Martin, go on. It's related to, it's related to this, in my opinion, mental law change that they're going to do um so go on tell us what you what you put out there well before i do that i've got more, a more important thing to talk about before we do that which is oh. my, my granddaughter grace who apparently listens to us in uh it lessons really she said to me they call me gaga because when she was younger she couldn't uh-huh. say gaga, so it stuck me gaga and she's she's in it with a Great, this is Grace, Grace Cassidy. She's in IT with Rue, Summer, Bethany, Casey, and Izzy, and they Google us and listen to us. So we really? got some little, uh, they should be doing some work rather than messing around, listen to us nonsense, but just say hello to them, and I'll, uh, I'll catch up with my little princess later. Hello, Grace. Uh, I, I can't think of a better way for her to spend an IT lesson, to be honest. Me <laughs> I mean, if she's anything like, uh, is it your niece, did you say? Yes, no, she's my granddaughter. Granddaughter. So if she's anything like a granddad, she'll be a pain in the arse. <laughs> I think a dad will say she's a pain in the arse, but <laughs> I, uh, I think she's my little princess. No, Listen, thanks for uh, listening, Grace. What you said, yeah, thanks, thanks Grace. What the um, Grace will turn off now because we start talking about football. So, <laughs> these, these new suggested winger rules, they're going to call them, aren't they? Arsene Wenger rules, uh, where they're changing this... Um, I can think of a better word starting with W for these new rules, but yeah, go on. Yeah, we could go Wagner with that bloke who tried to raise uh, Moscow. Um, oh, wanker. <laughs> well, listen, I think I, I put a poll up, and you know, it's like an ass with the cans. I should change it to fish support rather than ref support because the amount of people I catch by putting a tweet out is just dead, dead funny. So, of course, with, with the subject being about. Um, you know this offside offside law is a I put a I put a tweet out and I think we might, we might do this when we do record and put something out on Twitter account and then we'll talk about it when we do live for like a, a minute. So this one is the question I put up, which was purely fishy, saying with all the nonsense around offside, do you think football would be better without offside? So just over an hour on, it's at four hundred and twenty-seven votes. And what do you reckon? Where are we with it? It's got to be 100% no. 50, 100% no. It's got to be. Well, you you have, have, <laughs> you know, you're going to have a knobhead out there. So let's say 99. Right. So we've worked out that Wayne's the knobhead and he's voted for the other way around. <laughs> um, you've already yeah. given us a little snippet on this. And I've got a funny feeling it's going to have gone down. So I'm going to go 75. It's 82% no. Oh, still there then. 18. 
And what's what's so honest? Honest. I I I feel like getting rid of Netflix, Sky, and just pay attention to my Twitter account because some of the entertainment I get out of watching this is just sort of terrible. Some people. Go on, you might really, as well plug it. Go on, you might as well plug it. Just, really, just to all off, but just just go to at Ref Support UK on Twitter and you get it. But you know. Did you say at Ref Support UK there? I did say at Ref Support UK. But there's like, do you know that Latin thing that Everton have on their badge means not yeah. mother on it, nil, satis, nissi, optimum, whatever. There's a bloke yeah. who follows us on Twitter, who follows me, and he's just put ridiculous question. As if like, you know, mate, it's just a question, just chill, lad. It's just a question. It's taking the piss out of the fact that we've messed around with that law for so long. I can't remember uh, a season where the offside law it's not been amended, it hasn't been tweaked. I can't remember the last time we've had a season. Someone out there must, must know the answer to that because that's got to be the most messed about law I have ever known in football. And this thing is going back to the old daylight rule, isn't it? Do you remember, remember yeah. someone brought that in? Got to be daylight between them, they've been there. And I just feel as if they're, 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 I find we're in a position now, and FIFA, because obviously Wenger's involved, is I just, I just honestly don't know that they know what they want to do. Because every single incident becomes, let's change the law, let's amend the law, let's clarify the law. But what everyone forgets is that grassroots referees have got to sell this. The, the majority of referees in the world are the ones on their own, no telly, no nothing. And they're having all these, but these fans and these people on the touchlines are going to be give referees stick because they can't judge if there's daylight or it's always onside now. It's gone the other way, Annie. It? It's gone like it's always offside to like everything is is onside. But it's so, do you know what I mean? It's like it's like a, a, a twist of words, isn't it? It's like saying, do you want fish and chips for your lunch, or do you want chips and fish? chips and fish? <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, what are you doing? So yeah, that's what I sit with. It. I think it's all mad, really. But I'm not right. sure what Pause me a second. I'm I'm gonna edit this out. Just look at your microphone setting for me. I'll take this out when I do when I edit it. Just click the, yeah, just click the arrow at the side of it and tell me what, what microphone setting it says you've got on. Your microphone's a bit muffled. I'm not sure if it's coming through your laptop again. Thanks. You know, on, on your laptop, you look if you look at the there. bottom on the screen, you've got a little right. microphone with an arrow at the side of it. Very quickly. Yeah. Just while we're on pause and everything there, guys. The, Martin, this is my son, Max. All right, Max. He's, he's starting his referee course on Wednesday. Fair play. So just click, click on click on the arrow and tell me what it's it says. wasn't on it. It wasn't on it. There we it are. Was on, it wasn't on it. Well, clock, mate. Yeah, there we are. All right, Max. All right, Max. 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 What else as well, mate? Aren't you going to tell your dad why you got most improved player year award this year? We know why, because they were under your bleeding tutelage. Get in there. That's better. So you know you might now just. Have it, have it square onto you, so it's facing you. Yeah, have you oh, it is. There we go. There we go. That's what I thought he had it. That's why I asked early on. I said, "Is that all right?" And he went, "Yeah." It obviously yeah. kicked out, doesn't it? Or something. Yeah, no. It, it, it sounds like unbelievable better now. Um. So yeah, no, that's all good. Right. Okay. So we've heard what you've got to say. So, um, when do you want to go? And then I'll, I'm gonna destroy it. What are you talking about? <laughs> The offside law of men will be just being talking about. Yeah, well, no, no, of, of course. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't start going to it from. 
Because remember, I'm editing this bit out, so I want you to go into it as you're answering it straight back without anything before it. Ah, uh, okay. I'm completely lost. <laughs> <laughs> Just go into answering you. What he said, what? What we on about? Oh yeah, you went straight into it. I can't edit it out. It sounds shit. So. Just from a silent point, go into answering the question. Well, you do know that I said that football wouldn't be better without the offside rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it needs it needs the offside rule. It just needs clarification. Um, it needs to be easy. And I've always liked the idea of all of body being in, a little bit of daylight. It just it avoids any kind of, oh, yeah, but look, his, the, the toenail of his left foot was onside therefore he's onside it's just it needs to be all or nothing there can't be a part it's got to be everything or nothing do you know what i want to do you know what i say i think it's absolutely ridiculous and i think it changes absolutely nothing nothing to the yeah. game because at this current moment in time we the main problem with offsides at this moment in time for me is the amount of time it takes to determine whether it's offside or not now, they are looking into fixing this by using the semi-automated or automated or whatever they want to call it that they use, that you'll see in the Champions League and they use it in Europe where they're not drawing lines. The technology that they have gives you a bit like a bird's eye view, a bit like tennis, whatever they want to call it, Hawkeye, whatever it is. And on that frame where they're looking at, they can put that line down, that shield that kind of comes across and it'll tell you whether um, any part of that person is in front of... Uh, the defender at this moment in time if they keep drawing lines all this does is change the argument from he's got a toe over to he's got a toe behind or a heel behind yeah. it doesn't actually change anything what they need to do in my opinion is the the lines for me have got to go as soon as, soon as I can because the amount of time it takes for them to come to a decision and I, look I'm not saying that these systems are wrong but sometimes I look at them and the lines don't even look straight and I've had a lot of people um, say that to me. So I think the automated system needs to come in while we get a decision really quick. Um, so the fans are not kept waiting and it doesn't suck that um, emotion out of the game because we all, football's a stressful game apart from when you score a goal. Every other part of football is stressful. Um, and it's the, it's the release that you get from scoring goals which makes us hooked. Now for me, bring the system in where we have this automated system like they do in the Champions League. And I, I what I would say is, take away uh, that it has to be a body part that can legally touch the ball. So at this moment, they'll go from, you know, up here on the arm, under the shoulder, or whatever it may be. I think that's something that's still not quite 100% clear. Or bottom of your shirt sleeve. I mean, how, how can they on these pixels, tiny, small, say where, where it actually is? So for me, to make it a lot clearer, don't do whatever part is past the last defender that legally can touch a ball. Do any part of a, of a person. If that's your hand, it's your finger, it's your foot, it's your head, it's your shoulder, whatever it is that is past that person, call it offside. There's no black and white. It's clear as day. You're not measuring armpits and, you know, cock hair and whatever else to see what's in front. It makes it clear. It makes it easier. Stops this confusion and hopefully speeds up the outcome and then somehow there has to be a system look at home we get the answers quicker than the person that's watching it at the game but you don't want the person that's watching it at the game to get disenfranchised because if they do 
and numbers start falling at grounds, the atmosphere, the magic that we go to football grounds for dies. So whereas in rugby, when they have a big screen and they put up, it's a try, it's a not a try, they should have some, it doesn't have to be a TV screen, it can be a, I don't know, a massive plaque with two lights on, one green, one red. And when that goal goes in, rather than waiting to send the pictures up, like we'll see at home, flash it as soon as you know. Green, goal, red, soft side, or offside, onside, wherever you want to put, something quicker. Because, like I said, we all, what you celebrate in football, we all appreciate great saves, right? But your ass is nipping before that great save goes in. You're not enjoying it. You're not enjoying it. He's had to make an unworldly save. You go, ah! And then you go, oh! Get in, what a save. Same with defending. We love it, love to see it, passing all that. The big rush, the reason why football hooks you in is that ball hitting back at net. It doesn't matter if it's a worldy or it's a tapping. It's the rush of that ball, that relief of that ball hitting back at net. And the offside law, the offside rules, the the VAR part of it, for me, takes all that away. And I think I well well obviously you know I'm a big I'm a big Liverpool supporter. When Liverpool score, I used to go mad, mental, running all the house, banging walls, jumping on floor, all kinds of mad stuff. I don't do that anymore. Because half the time I'm not sure whether it's gonna be a goal or not. And so I've lost something. So when I come back to and I've said this to a lot of people. Since doing grassroots and running a grassroots football club and coaching them, goals mean more now to me at grassroots level when my boys score to some extent than what Liverpool do because I, I know that I can look down that line and see whether there's a flag up or not straight away to know whether I can celebrate that goal and it takes nothing away. And I think that VAR is here to stay, but in its current format, it's killing the game. And this coming in, I just think it's a joke. I just think it's an absolute joke. And I think Arsene Wenger should fuck off and retire, to be honest. And I can uh, believe that. Uh, I'm, I'm more worried about our grassroots referees sell this <coughs> because that's what they do. They'd be thinking that, you know, oh, look at that, he's well off. And I just think, honestly, I, I get to a point where, and, I, and you can come in here, Wayne, as well, because you, you, you're not... You're at the the coal face. Look, look at that all dealing with it. Is that I honestly don't know how we're going to solve this problem of offside. I just think, like we just said, it is like having fish and chips rather than chip and fish. Because they just change the difference. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the exact same thing. Look, his toe is just on. It's yeah. just the exact same argument framed a different way. Well, so look, he's, me, he's, dang, just... he's dangling a heel. You know, his, his ponytails were just a bit further back. It's just, it's just. Shit. I can't okay, get it. it, it, it. What, what happened was something happened early on. Something happened early on where they haven't thought about it. And they'll change it again. They'll mend it. Oh, we never meant. We never thought about that. Oh, you know, he's got long studs. <laughs> and I just think, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I, I just think it's I just think it's absolute nonsense. But on, on the on the Twitter account, it's just dead funny that everyone takes it so seriously. Just having a laugh. You know, it's taking a mick out of the fact that the Lord is so nonsense. Yeah, I've but one question, but they're all biting. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I, I, I get you. But look at me, look how irate it's got me. I'm not on Twitter. I'm just talking to you about it. So that question that you put out there on Twitter will be posing all these kind of questions that people are, are getting mad about. There are people sat there now in a pub somewhere moaning about this, and I've I've read some reports today saying it's mixed. You know, when these balanced accounts go out and they say, oh, you know, they'll give you three co- quotes from Johnny. Three cut quotes from David or whatever, and one will be four, one will be again. They'll never give you the true 
kind of balance of it or, or how it is actually looking, like your account is doing, 82 to 18%. Nobody wants this. No. And I can't believe that it's come from a footballing man. I, I honestly, the, what he did with Arsenal Football Club, I didn't support Arsenal, but I used to love to watch him. Or is Arsenal when it, when they were at the point when they had the Henri's and the Vieiras and the Pires, you know, with the bird camps. And the football that they played were absolutely outstanding. He's a football man. This has come from him. But but this comes back to the how old I'm this is maybe sounds bad, I don't know, but how old is he? Why why is he making decisions? Why is it just him? Do you know, I don't I just don't get it. And, and I think that I just think it's another rubbish change. I, I think when rule changes are done, I think majority of the time, I think that a lot of them work. Like the back pass rule, brilliant. Um the six second rule we keep us, even though for whatever reason they've stopped enforcing it now. Thought that was really good. Being a Liverpool fan, that's one thing that frustrates me because Liverpool generally don't don't waste time. Teams that come up against us do. Um, that's stopped. I don't know why. I thought that was brilliant. Um, but this one, it's like exactly what you say. It's like, do you want fish and chips or chips and fish? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's mental. I can't believe that it's even being considered. But I'm so I'm so thankful that we're not piloting it in this country. I'm, I'm, so I'm imagine glad it's this away. then, right? So grassroots <laughs> breath. Yeah. You know, you're, you're running a game, you've got no line out. We all have them games, right? There's no one running the line for you. This change could make a much clearer view of offside for a ref. So on the grassroots point, if I'm seeing this person's definitely forward offside all the body, it's easier for me to call it if I've got no linesman. You mean as it stands now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you, mean, you mean without the change? No, right. So at the minute, the, the, the change is, uh, no, so, as it stands at the moment, sorry, yes. it's any part of you offside is offside, right? The change is now, you, you've got to, there's more of you got to be onside than offside for it to be onside. Yeah? <laughs> oh, okay. so, you've, you've absolutely lost me here. Are you saying it's easier now? Oh, the, the no, the will change make... will make it easier. No, it won't. So, I think it will. No, it won't. It won't, mate. <laughs> it, w- it won't make a blind bit of difference. It won't. You just think it's six and one half a dozen other? Well, yeah, because if, if, if you haven't got a line out, right, and you can see if somebody's clearly offside, you really can. Not all the time, you can. Especially if you're, if you're refereeing a full 11 side pitch, you can't. But if it's tight, it's tight. It doesn't matter whether it's this side of arse cheeks or that side of arse cheeks. It's tight. So, I I don't I don't think it, it helps anybody out. I, I think it makes it difficult. I think it makes it well. If anything, I think it possibly makes it more difficult. It, how? Well, listen, listen. What it happens now is it looks onside, doesn't it? Rather, it looks offside rather than looking onside. Yeah. Because when everyone is most of your body is ahead of the game, and they're still going to call it on yeah. because of his toe. That's a different beast than just your toe being off. I think what 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 I'm not sure people have thought about is imagine the difference for linos at that level. Oh they're, yeah, they're getting told to keep the line <clears throat> down for unless it's obvious. Now this is going to look more more offside than not offside, isn't it? Because yeah. they're going by all of his body but the toe. The previously, oh, it's just his toe. And I think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know? And yeah. I'm wondering now. Yeah. 
they're going to look offside but still keep the flag down. Whereas it's now, mixed bag, they keep the flag it? down because they look like they're, they're offside. Listen, Martin, you've, you've done proper linering. Me and Wayne pretend to do it on a Sunday morning. What, as you trained a lino, if you think about I mean, you look at the top linos, and what, what really amazed me when they brought VAR in, and they told you to statistically how many mistakes they made, and it was like, what were about 2%? It was stupid, ridiculously low. These are super highly trained um, athletes that are running up and down, watching everything that goes off, but most importantly, the, the line. They get so many right, they get way more right than they get wrong. And I imagine a lot of the training goes into keeping an eye and an ear on that ball being hit and, and trying to get a line of sight of where that player is. It's totally different. It, 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 you know what it's like? It's it, like it feels totally different. It, it's, it, it is. It's a different skill set. And there's things like where the, 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 the different levels and nuances of it is, is they always want you to be facing the field of play, squared on, not size on. And you'll see a lot of referees, they're sort of crabbing. They look a bit dodgy because they're crabbing because they want to keep both eyes you know, on the field of play. Whereas if you're running down, down the sideline and you, you've got your head turned a bit, it's a bit of a difficult. But of course, you can only, you can only go so fast. Crabbing, you see some how fast some of these people are, you've got to try and keep up with it. And, and from personal experience, remember, uh, remember Robert Ainshaw, where yeah. he, one of the fastest lads I ever, could, I think within a month, I had Robert Ainshaw, sure, I have to keep an eye on him, him as a line now. And, and within a month, I had a Walcott, when he was at Southampton. Good luck with that. And, and, and what these do, and then you go back to what you, when they reference stuff, like with these clever players, and this is the difference why you get up to world level, elite level, European level, international level of match visuals, that these people are going offside. They're, they're, they go offside. And then they time the run, just as he kicks it, they're onside. Yeah. So you've got this sort of mental ad- adaptation where you're thinking, right, he's offside, but he's not offside, he's not offside, he's not offside. And you talk to yourself, People talk to yourself, right, he's on, he's on, he's on. And you have this sort of like, it's a bit like, um, you know when you look at someone, you think, something not right there. Oh, he looks a bit dodgy, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Offside's a bit like that. There's a feeling to it. And that comes with experience. And you have this sort of peripheral vision of it all where you're not quite looking at anything, but you're looking at everything. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And you can't go by noise because noise takes time to travel and all that. It's an unbelievable, undervalued skill set of a lino. I know we all say this is the linos, the linos. And I found it really difficult. My first ever game uh, at Football League level was Exeter against Hull City. And Hull City uh, was managed by Jan Moby. And Jan Moby's always been a massive, massive, massive like hero of mine. And um, so I was all excited, but I've got all this thing of like, not only am I having my first ever football league game, and I've got my mates, one of my, my boss then, he's, he's died now, bless him, because he let me off work a lot. He I said, look, my first game at that level, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you and your missus and my guests, which is it. And um, so I've got all this going on in my head, I've been, I'm Obi, I've got me, 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 um, me bosses there. And funny enough, on the other line was Keith Stroud. And at the time, Keith Stroud was like an ex-Premier League referee, now does championship, come, come down. But within weeks of him being on that game with me, he got promoted to the Premier League. They had some, I think someone got injured in the Premier League. It might even be Wendy Toms, actually. And he, and he got promoted. So I'm at my first ever game. I've got Jan Moby Hero. I've got one of the best linos at the time in the business on the other line with me. 
And the referee was a fella called, um, I forget his second first name, Tomo Tomlinson. And he was a massive piss taker. It's probably why, why the PGM well put me on it, just to chill, chill. So when he went, as he takes his clothes off, we're getting ready for the game to get warming up. He's got these leopard skin, like, underpants on. <laughs> he's going, all right. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, what's going on here? And I'm not like, I'm not saying, trying to be serious because you know, you're all keen and you all love for it. And then he goes, oh, oh, yeah, well, uh, uh, did you not get the message? We all, we all wear like leopard skin. Have you got any leopard skin? I'm, no, no, no. I've got, no, I've, I've just got my ordinary, like, I what? You used to wear a jock strap. Oh, God, you know, you're going to correct this. If the assessor asks you about what you're wearing underneath, don't don't tell him that you've got a jock strap on. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? And then when we get to the centre circle, we've done all our warm ups at the centre circle. You got to go and check the nets, and and again you wouldn't notice. And this is all just to describe the nuances of being on the line. You go go and check the nets, and you go bang, and you go yeah, and you sprint as fast as you can to the nets, and you check the nets. But you're looking at each other. Each line was looking at each other, and you check the nets. And there's even a certain way to check the nets. Don't go in front of, front of the goal. Go behind the goal because if you're going in front of the goal, some nobbit's going to kick a ball at you. It stays where you got a ball in the back of your head, and then he starts laughing at you. Go behind the net. You do it the same way. And then you've got to think at certain grounds, if I go behind the net, I'm going to be too close to the fans. They could grab you. So you're, you then go in front of it and say to the players, stop, stop shooting the ball. And then you run back as fast as you can. So I, um, before we did all that, this is my very first game, he, he says to me, look, Scouse, you, you do realise you've got to run as fast as you can. Just check the nets. And there's Keith Stroud there to me. I said, yeah, he goes, make sure you beat Stroud here after three, go. And I go, one, two, three, nice sprints. Right as fast as I can. Get to go turn around and they're still on the centre circle laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Just made me look at that. And the whole point of it was, I found out later on, was to take that pressure off me. They'd all wanted to, they knew I'd be dead nervous. They knew I'd be up for it. And Andy come back and said, look, nothing's going to go wrong today. And the biggest advice he gave me, was I still coach people who are on the line today, let the decision come to you. Don't go looking for your first decision. Yeah. And that sort of mentality goes to the whole career of a ref. And a lino, just let it come to you. you. And they always say you've got more time than you think. So going back to the original question of what it's like, it's an art form. You do sort of, and then the longer you go, I remember thinking after about, you know, 10, 12 games in the Football League, thinking, this is, this is all like this. I'm not thinking about, look at the crowds, look at, look at the pitch. Oh, it's floodlights, look at the evening. You're made up because it's an evening game, because even games and the lights. It's just a magnificent experience at any grounds, I think. So, and then you start thinking this is easy, and then you can you can lose, you can lose your concentration because you start thinking it's easy. Do you see what I mean? And then you start thinking, no, no, keep concentrating. You mean, you mean you were watching games rather than lying on them? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you can be guilty of that, and and you get all kinds of tips where you say try and concentrate, maybe count the passes of the team, how many passes, they, just keep something. Some lads even had the elastic bands, but used to flick it. And it used really? to snap his snap his like wrist. You know, we, all these little things go on in it because I don't know any match official, I don't know anybody in any game of life that wants to make a mistake, that wants to get something wrong, particularly we have all those people shouting at you, even if it is St. James's Park in Exeter or St. James's Park in Newcastle. And I think those little when people start talking about what goes into it, just being a lino, people might realize that, you know. There's more to and it. They're getting, and they're getting that level of accuracy, which they are. Trust me, they are. You're, um, you're there as how, how good, even now, you know, particularly now, how good our top flight mass officials are. Yeah, well, do you know, um, do you know what I think? 
you know, they've already t- taken the name from them. They're not, they're, you know, they're not called linesmen anymore. They're called um, assistant referees. Assistant referees. Um, I not think a referees assistant. Your referees assistant. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll. I think they'll, they won't make offside calls eventually. I think it'll be automated. I think the game will be allowed to run until whatever, and they'll make a decision electronically, digitally, whatever, by a computer. I think they'll be. I, I still think they'll be there. But I think they'll be there to assist in decisions and watch for fouls close to help the referee out. But I think I think the offside call eventually will be taken off of them. I think that's what I think. I'll go further now. I reckon there will be a day when we don't have lineups. At all. Even yeah. just to be there to assist. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up doing something stupid like having two referees instead. I remember even about having two referees, yeah. Because after in the six aside game internationally. You there's a six side World Cup and all that. You know, I think we talked about it earlier. This this one of these other roles I'm doing with GB mini football is that they've got Champions Leagues, they've got Euros, they've got World Cups for six aside, and we have two referees, one each side of the pitch. All right, it's only six aside, so you're really on top of things. But even in that area, you do get this ambiguity where there's someone in the middle of the pitch makes an offence who blows for it. So you have like one senior referee, one junior referee on it. Now that works a treat and six aside. And they run the full length of the pitch. So you don't stop at the halfway line like Linos do. So I think there's a there's a there's a a development some way where I reckon that'll happen. But there has been tests in the past where it hasn't worked. Because you know, what one one decision might be closer to one referee, but just because it's close to you, look what happens with the Salah incident in Man City game when Jürgen lost his plot over that foul that you know the sort of pulled Salah to the ground. Sometimes, and spectators don't buy this, but it's true. It's harder when stuff is near you than it is further away. And if you ask any line or any, having a decision on the far side of the field to play, right over the earth, it's probably far easier than having this one. But right, right under your nose when you're running and, and stuff like that. And the only hard thing about having a decision when it's right over the far side is, is if the lad who's playing them on is near you, that's the, mm-hmm. probably the weirdest combination for a line to have. So, again, it's interesting that we're talking about that side of football line as well because you talked about all the nonsense that's going on with offside. But, you know, you, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable skill to be. Everyone knows what offside is. Everyone knows what a bleeding throwing is. Everyone knows how to flag them, you know, far near, middle, you know, throwing corner. I don't know if everybody does know how to flag them. I've seen some horrendous flagging <laughs> on a well, Sunday morning. Let, yeah, let me tell yeah. you. Ones where they just go and flick it over the head, and I'm like, oh no, oh. Just, oh, like they get nervous about throwing a flag. So I, I don't think I think flagging. Is no, I'll never forget. Um, <laughs> I was assistant refing uh, at the Donny Bells, and the main ref there, a brilliant guy. He'd been top flight for a little bit. Um, obviously, come back down, getting old and fat like me. But he came to me and he said, you know, you've not been doing this long. So what I want is a slow flag and a good decision rather than a fast flag and a poor one. And he says, and what I'll do is, he says, at times, if I think it's gone one way, I'll, I'll, from my opinion, I'll stand and look at you and I'll put my hand this way or I'll put my hand that way. And if you agree, you do the same. If you disagree, do what you think and I'll go with you. But, you know, let's work together. And it was that, that bit of, experience from a guy that knew what he was doing to me on the side it helped 
massively. And at the end of that day, I mean, um, I ran three games for him that day. Uh, and at the end of it, he said, anyone would think you'd been doing this for years. That was brilliant. Well, they do do that. They do that. You get led in. But what happens is, as you go higher up the ladder, the, the, the two switched on and there's cameras there. If you look at, like, semi-pro level, below, like, um, say, National League and down, National League South or North, you, a lot of referees will just put a finger across the chest. Either way, to say there, but you've got to be looking at you. And, and the referee would have a, pre, a pre-match brief. I don't know if you know this happens. But they'll all have a pre-match brief, the four of them at, at top flight level and as it comes down three. They, they talk and the, and the referee will say, I want this, I want that. Some referees actually stand on the pitch and say, if it's past this far in field, which normally we would say, not all referees, this is only what I used to coach. If you imagine the edge of the 18-yard box being one line right across the whole length of the pitch, when you're on the other side of that, inside that, towards the centre circle, the fouls are mine, they're not the linos. Ah. So you would have these sorts of nuances again. He's not wears a lot for some bleeding reason. These little things that refs get told, and then they go through the penalty. But believe it or not, every most referees will have a pre-match brief. Ninety-nine percent or hundred referees when you see him at three, and he'll go, "What you do on goal kicks? What you do on corners? What you do kicks on the edge of the box?" Remember, there was an estate where you know the goalkeeper's on the edge of the box and he's releasing the ball out of his hands when he's kicking it inside or outside the box. You very rarely see that getting pulled now because if a defence goes really high up the pitch, you've got a hell of a lot of work to do. Then what becomes your priority? The offside on the wheel coming back, the ball coming back or the goalkeeper out of his hands. But now, everyone plays from the back. So that's gone. Yeah. yeah. That's almost can I, gone, isn't it? Can I just say to you, Wayne, as well, do not trust Linos on a Sunday morning. No, I don't. <laughs> you I don't, keep I don't, making I don't, them decisions no. for yourself, mate. No, all right? I, I do. I, I know anybody can trust me as a lino. Well, I'm not even sure about I mean, that. You must mate, <laughs> That last game that I turned up, right, I, I, I came to watch a game that Wayne were refing the other week. And oh, just to watch. And I seen this guy on side holding this flag. And I'm thinking, fuck me, you're not going to be his liner, are you? And I walked up to Wayne and I went, do you want me to run that line? <laughs> the look come of in. relief on his face. Come in. I, I can't remember that, that team's name, but if I, if, I, if I did, I would name and shame him because he were another absolute prick of a manager. Um, um, winning 1-0, never heard a murmur out of him. 1-0, never heard a murmur out of him. As soon as I went 2-1 down, 3-1 down, it was all my fault. Getting abused, shouted at, um, moaned, just, just constantly for the last 20 minutes of the game, honestly. I nearly went up to it at one point and said, you know, if you're going to carry on, then you can do one on a court game. Honestly, it was a friendly, a friendly. Um, it was just like, and I wouldn't mind if I'm, if I'm, if I'm totally Eden biased. Thorpe. Huh? Eden Thorpe. Eden Thorpe. Yeah, Eden Thorpe in Doncaster. Kind you're naming thought. teams. You're naming them. Well, right. well, what have Under 11s, you were a tit. No two ways about it. You know, <laughs> I, no, not, I tell him to his face, I'm not bothered. It was... You go on there. If I'd have been a brand new ref, and he'd have been my first gig, I'm not. I wouldn't have gone back. Did you he know? have a blue square coat on like the, these people do? They get like a blue square national league coat no. and wear it like on eleven <laughs> to say, "Ooh, look at me! I, I used to be a, a coach at that you level." Know, you know what? You know the worst thing as well? He wouldn't even shut my hand at the end in a no. friendly. That's the one where I had to go over to the sideline at half time and explain why that goal 
wasn't offside. These kids were all screaming offside, offside. There was a player in an offside position. Okay. However, was it player interfering? With, player with the ball. the ball took a shot on goal and scored. So player in offside position was neither interfering. He'd gained no advantage. Um, you know, there, there was just nothing. He wasn't technically offside. And I had to go up and tell these kids, and they're like, "Ref, don't know what he's talking about." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look, let's wrap up the offside thing. Let's let's can we check on the boat, Martin, and then we'll check in it when we finish. I'll yeah, there we are. Thank you, thank you. This is like a, the reason I wanted you to go and do that was is because a bloke called Chris Dunn, uh, twenty four seconds ago. It's got what nonsense, <laughs> right? And I obviously retweeted with a thumb because that's what I'm doing myself. I'm saying, <laughs> but all the nonsense on the earth, I'm not even doing clocks exactly what I've done. The actual tweet says, but all the nonsense around offside, do you think football will be better without offside? Which is obviously a load of nonsense, but people just, just think I'm serious. <laughs> And he's actually done. It's the tweet of the week. What nonsense! Like, I know. That's why I'm tweeting. It's like, so what's it? What are we? What are we standing at a minute? What's the what's the percentages? Yeah, uh, let me go back to it, mate. Let's go back to. It. <laughs> he's making me laugh. We've had oh nearly six hundred votes. Oh, it's back to eighty-two percent, eighteen percent. Can I say? Are you reading this right? Eighty-two percent of people reckon football not, would be, wouldn't, wouldn't be better without yeah, onside. No, That's no, good, yeah. No. And eighteen percent reckon it would be better without it. I voted. Wow, I voted. Yeah, I voted earlier on as I'm well. Yeah. Um, right. So nonsense. Let's wrap oh, this one up nonsense. and let's move on. So, for me, Arsene Wenger should retire in the French Riviera or wherever he wants to be and leave football to, well, whoever, whoever else, anybody really. Stephen Wonder and Gear better opinion offsides on what, what he's come out with. But anyway, Martin, yes or no for the new um, proposed offside changes? No. What a load of nonsense. Wait. Don't care. I'll do it, whatever. You can't see. <laughs> you cannot be offensive on this show. You can't. Why? For those of you that are just listening for the first time, thank you. For those that stuck with us, thank you even more. Apple Podcast is now available. We're available on every other service you can. YouTube's absolutely flying. Can't believe how many people want to look at our ugly heads every week, but you do. So I'm really grateful for that. And thank you. Um, let's let's have a little a little recap on your favourite moments. Um, stuff that was said, stuff that blew you away. We'll start with, we'll start with the first one. I'm, I'm, right? Just, just some, something from both of you. Let's, let's get through really, nice and quick. Something from both of you, what stood out about the first interview with Andy Ambler. We'll start with you, Mr. Baker. Oh, I, I mean, he was fantastic. Um, I liked his honesty, how open he was, um, his whole poise. Uh, yeah, I, it was 
actually quite a thrilling interview that one uh, for me. I really enjoyed that one. Mr. Yeah, Cassidy, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I, I liked as a as honestly, but I told you beforehand, didn't I? That our daddy's been really straightforward and for a long time with me. Um, another the way I measure people could have a pint with him. We could all have a pint with him, couldn't we, good lads? And he, and I think when when you when you got someone in, in that position, and even Jim White said it about him as well, didn't he? Straight talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he likes a beer. He likes a beer, which is fine by me. And I think um, I just think that the highlight was the fact of how honest he was right through, and he just come across as a genuine lad. And the feedback I've had from people is that he really enjoys it, and 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 you know he he thinks he thinks it went well. So I I, I agree with that with him. It was soft draw. Yeah, I do. I think uh, I think I, I can only echo really what you said. His openness, his honesty, is telling us stuff that nobody else knew. Um, what were really blew me away. You know about the the changes that might be coming in and, and what they might be trialing at the Women's World Cup and stuff like yeah. that. Um, mm. I, I thought it were, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I, I thought it were a brilliant guest um, and, and a really 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 big guest to have on to start with. And uh, yeah, it was just good. It was good to chat to him before we came on air as well. I remember that being really it was really warm and. Uh, just didn't duck anything, didn't dodge anything. No, just gave his answer. And, and if you haven't listened to it, can you listen to it out there? Sorry, yeah. you, you keep dropping out, Wayne. Sorry, Wayne. If, if you haven't listened to the Andy Ambler podcast, which is episode three, I believe, go and have a listen to it. It's one of the highest people in the FA, ex-chairman of Millwall Football Club. Go and have a listen to it and you'll see the culture change in the FA in regards to how they're addressing stuff. His passion behind it was amazing. It's good. Right. So, we all agree? Good guess? Yep. Yep. Second, this is... Um, uh, go on, keep forgetting his name. Um, Jeff Winter. Jeff Winter. Um, right, so for YouTube purposes, here's my opinion of the Jeff Winter interview. YouTube. Wayne just ducked his head you know, out of the you know, as it was funny. <laughs> I can't believe you picked up on that. Um, do you it know, was a bit like that, that wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and that was that was, that was the second that was the second guest that we'd done. And I I didn't feel comfortable <laughs> telling him to move his camera or <laughs> shut up. Say, oh. And he's still down. Um, he probably he probably traced yeah. us down and beat us up. Oh uh, yeah, um, he was a phenomenal guest for me. Um, he was one of you. He, yeah, he, he was just a laugh. He was a laugh a minute. Um, and I loved I loved it how he kind of blamed us for missing his tea. Yeah, it was him that. <laughs> <laughs> it was him he was stop talking. And if you remember, well, I, I mean, was texting he, you saying we we can't get away with him. When I this is great. <laughs> Well, I really thought it would have been a new podcast and him being a bit of a diamond. I was thinking it might be, you know, some of the, the one thing we out of all the guests, and I know, you know, me, me and Wayne, we and Waz are like chat a lot and the other Wayne's a bit more considered and professional. But like, we haven't struggled with these people. There's been no mad silences, has there, with any of these? No. No, do you know, do you know, I, I, honestly, I could have, I could have chatted to him for hours. I, I, I really could have, you know, switched off the, the, the stop recording and, and, you know, just gone on and on. And, and you know, a, a lot of them, um, for me, obviously, being a massive football nut, 
I've seen him on TV for years or I've listened to him on radio and, um, you know, having him come on there and, you know, you think about how, this is the best way I can describe it in terms of the, 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 the status of these guys. I've been, I've had the privilege of going to a, an FA Cup final to watch Liverpool. You know, it was, it was absolutely an incredible, amazing event for me and experience and everything was just unreal. Imagine reffing it. Mm. Imagine being stood in the middle of pitch. This is what this guy did. Yeah. So when he comes on, and he's as down to earth as what me and you are, um, great northern bloke, and yeah, his, his stories and how open he were and how much he wanted to chat to us. And bear in mind, you know, we're doing this for the love of, of what we do. We're doing this to give refs a voice, to kind of show a different side to refereeing. We're not getting paid for it. We can't offer money to guests. So when they come on and do that, it, it never felt and, and for money. I mean, what were we on for? An hour and a half? <laughs> he just never stopped, did it? It was just incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, your thoughts on Jeff? I, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I was the same. I was like, well, like I said, I was a bit, you know, like I said in the actual pod, he's always been a bit of a barometer for a good ref for me. Like I said in, in my appraisals with the FA, with my job, I used to say he's a bit more like David Ellery than that, but he needs to be a bit more like Jeff Winter. And then we had some referees that were too Jeff Winter and he did a little bit more like David Ellery. I always had these barometers, but I would always pick. I'd rather have someone, like I said, with him. Phil Dowd was another one, but a bit of an attitude, like we said, with Mike Dean, you know, a good way about them that you think, yeah, that he's a football man. He's a football man, definitely. So, yeah, so I've got a lot, and I just like the way he, he was into the pod, wasn't he? He was definitely into it. Yeah, he so he enjoyed himself, okay. didn't he? And do you know what? He's retweeted his loans. He has, I think, fairness. Yeah, he has. Followers and followers. No, so, Jeff, if you're listening, mate, uh, massive thank you. But, Mr. Make, you got what you want to add on, on, on Jeff? No, 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 I mean, I did my bit, <laughs> you know. I, oh, yeah, he, he was absolutely phenomenal. It's great. It's absolutely great to get, you know, an ex-prem ref on this cast um, and to get some of his sides of things and his opinions and the like. It was a real honour for me. Um, and, but, yeah, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. And we've got another <laughs> one coming on, another one coming on, which we'll, uh, we'll announce Talk. on a trailer when he does come well, on. Yeah, save it, save it, save it, save it, save it. Yeah. Um, next one, Sam Wallace. Um, wife. No, it weren't, it was Peter Walton. Peter Walton came on. It was, it was Sam, but we released it differently because of the Champions League That's final. That's right, yeah, because yeah, of the yeah, yeah, final. Yeah. I tried to make it relevant. So, as we recorded him, it was Sam, it was, uh, Sam Wallace, who, um, for me, is... Well, I've just watched that new Peter Crouch documentary. Oh, great. Absolutely fantastic. I love Peter Crouch. Um, and just showing behind the scenes with him is just everything that you'd imagine him to be. I, I, just, I just thought it was amazing. It. But he was... Yeah, Sam Wallace was on there talking about Peter Crouch, and uh, yeah. yeah, it just it, it, it were a different angle for us. It were a, a journalistic angle, you know, newspaper writer, um, and yeah, I thought he had some really, really good stuff to say. I loved his I loved his stories about Maradona at the end. I loved learning about what he told us. I didn't know some of the stuff he told us about Maradona, and uh, I just I just thought that were absolutely fantastic. But again, another another top guest um, for me. So, you guys thoughts? Wayne, we'll start with you. Yeah, I thought, um, Joe, it's a really odd thing to say, but it was really polite. <laughs> Which, you know, um, it, it was quite guarded, um, journalistic. You know, we didn't want to give an opinion in case it upset somebody that had a different opinion. 
but his viewpoints, uh, his opinions, especially support of refs, I think it was admirable. Uh, yeah, I actually, I really like the guy. Never really met him before. Um, you know, don't know much about him. Not like you, mate. You know, you used to watch him on TV or whatever, listen to him on the radio. Um, yeah, you know, he's new to yeah, me. And yeah, really, really like the guy. Uh, very, very, yeah, head screwed on. Loads of feedback on him, you know, again, like all of them. But with him, it was considered, and he is, and he's very articulate. Yeah, yeah. But not like pompous, and I know he's 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 a real principled man and a family man, and he was like, no, another one we fed back. So that and the importance of it. So I'm glad we're doing a bit of a recap here. Is um is the power of having people in the media on our side. That's yeah. that's the story. And of course, with Jim White as well, another one having the bases covered. Is that when you want to bring around positive change? If you haven't got this these platforms and these people behind you to do retweets, to do interviews with you, to get you on the shows, to get you to do exclusives in, in their papers. Nothing's going to change. So the, it is crucial. And it can be a, a double-edged sword, like they say about looking in the media, but, um, you know, that, that's what you just got to do. You're going, you're going to get a bit of stick for, you know, maybe putting wrong questions up or wrong tweets or stuff. But fundamentally, you can't get anywhere to make positive change without people like Sam Wallace and Jim White behind you. Agreed. Yeah. No, um, and and I think I'm not sure this this next one was my favourite. I absolutely loved Peter Walton. I thought Wasn't he was that a brilliant interview. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was amazing to say that he he agreed to speak to us the day before the Champions League final, the day before he was going to be covering the biggest event in European football, possibly the world in world football. Um, and he came on. And he overran his time because I think he was enjoying it. The stories, the banter, um, you know, the, the story about not giving Luis Suarez any free kicks. <laughs> I thought was, um, I thought were unbelievable. Um, you know, and you know the other stories that he told us about when we asked him about who was the greatest players that he's seen live, and you know the one about Ronaldo that he was so in awe that he just skipped past him and a load of players and, and, and banged it in, in the net that. He, he forgot to even blow his whistle for a goal. And then he talked about Steven Gerrard being like the, the Roy of the Rovers and just somebody, you know, unbelievable at everything. But a laugh at the same time, you know, it was just it was just a laugh, wasn't it? it just, you know, gave us real good humour for me. I thought I thought it was brilliant. Mike, what do you think? Smooth and on for a long time. As you said in the pod, used to work at Matt Wembley. He's always give back. There's a lot of refs, refs in our game that give back. Got to be able to talk and give back. And he's another one that, you know, he was lucky enough to get the MLS job, uh, which obviously, you know, he, he could have stayed out there a lot longer than he did. Uh, major changes out there. He's brought in, like, where we touched on it about the Pro, which is the professional referee organisation. It's called Pro over in America, which is like the PGMOL over there. All his idea, he created it, he did all that. Very, very well respected man. Fact paper, essentially. Hey? Did he say on a fact paper? Didn't he say he wrote it on a on a back yeah, of the back yeah, paper? Yeah, the, yeah, the bloke said, uh, you know, whoever it was who talks on the board or the, the pro or whatever said, well, we need we need you to do a structure. What does it look like? And in fairness, you know, other people are trying to do do it. I just tried to do that in America, and I haven't had success that yeah. they've had. You yeah. know, you're fighting against American football, baseball, and basketball, yeah. and look where he's got that. Very yeah. underrated, underrated man he is, and he's a top top bloke to boot. And again, another one from who we've worked to get and help with that. You know, I'm happy to be able to call on them and and then step up and, and help. So I think it's uh, it's just a top lads, just another top lads. 
Yeah. Mr. Baker? I think for me, you know, number one is American Story. You know, it's quite inspiring, really, when you, you know, they've got their own world sports and suddenly he's helped bring a proper sport to the country. <laughs> um, oh, do you know what? I've been and, uh, that. I was just, just going to pull you up about their world sports then, but you're correct. No, no, I, I, know, no, I get yeah, why yeah, you yeah, yeah, no, world like, sports. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you're speaking to these people that are of high standing and they're just one of us. You know, they're just one of us. And you get that opinion as well that he really, really gives a shit. Right. And it's inspiring. It's great. I, I, for me, you know, I'm, I'm quite starstruck for the majority of the people that come on here. But he was something else. I, I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, you know, his story, the way that he came across, his banter as well. What a great guy. Yeah, absolutely. The world champions of America. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. The World Series. Uh, and I and I do love some American sports, but they need to wake up. Don't they don't think anything exists past Florida. Anyway, we won't talk about we won't go down that route tonight. Um final one for me. Um I was I've been pretty blown away by all of them, but this the, the final one so far, Jim White war. I've got to be honest, a bit of a dream come true for me that. Uh, I used to watch him on Sky Sports News when I was a sad young man and I used to fo- watch football, play football, everything on football 24-7, basically. Um, transfer deadline day was an annual event or a, a biannual event, you know, when they used to do it, start doing it in January and stuff. And he was a massive part of it. He was a, a huge part of it. You know, with his yellow tie, enormous. And then I've always, I've always listened to talk sport. I've listened to it for years. Um, when he took over the breakfast show or the mid-morning show, I was shocked. And then he got Gordon and, and the show, I listened to it every day, more or less. Um, and on. Well, and we'd got him on after I'd been listening to him that morning as well. And I've got to be honest, I, I, yeah, I was a little bit like a fanboy, wasn't I, really, that day? I was, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 maybe not go as far as arse licking, but I will, it, were not, it were an absolute honour for me to speak to him. And again, the last we had with him before we went on air um, was just unbelievable. And what really stuck with me, what he said, which I thought was absolutely unreal, and you, you know that it, you know that he's telling the truth based on what I've heard him do online, based on what you told me about him, Martin, in, in terms of how he supported you, is that he feels a responsibility on that really, really popular and powerful radio show to hold people to account. And I've heard him do it. I've, I've heard him do it time and again. And he believes in it, and he believes that he has to to do it to get answers for people and yeah. I, lo- I love that about what he said and being on here and, lo- and kind of looking him in the eye as much as you can do through um, you know the, the, the video services that we use you could tell it was genuine and I thought wow it, it kind of like it, it made me feel a little bit I know this is, I don't know whether you'll be able to chip in on this in a minute setting up your own football club like, like I've done and wanting to make a difference and actually making a difference and seeing it through where you remit of what you've got as a chairman. And I try to do that mm. every year or every month, every week, every day, yeah, more or less when the season's going off. And making a difference to people's lives. But he's doing it on a much bigger scale than me and he's taking on big boys. I'm dealing with people that are local. I just thought it was amazing. I just thought it was an amazing interview. Um, there were loads of laughs in it as well and he gave us loads of time and I think to be honest if we'd have carried him on talking for two hours I think he'd have stayed and that's that's the gift to people is that they're giving the time for nothing and they're not trying to rush off and they get involved and they give us everything that they've got and for me it was just unreal that interview it really, really blew me away yeah. so yeah, Martin I never, you I, I never felt that I never felt 
any of our guests wanted to get a, get away. So I mean, no, I never felt any 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 of them wanted to do that. They're either really good actors or they just liked having our chats. And I just <laughs> think that's that's where I'm, again, I'm glad I'm doing a recap because if people are picking this up late now, thinking what these so go back and listen to the pods and yeah. you'll see some of these people out of there. And I think, and I think with us just all being ordinary people, uh, just getting on with the game and doing it, and then bringing these things in all because of our passion to want to give back ourselves. I think it's great, and as it will it grow, and we'll do more pieces, and we'll have more of a crack. And like you said, we're only seven episodes in here, and look at the people we're having on. Eight, eight, eight. <laughs> eight. <laughs> Max has never been my strong point. Well, if we're struggling to get to eight, we're uh, we're gonna struggle, aren't we, going forward? When we get to episode thirty, on, I will just do that bit for you. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, for me, brilliant. I mean, that guy is the consummate professional. You know, as far as um, presenting and radio is concerned, he knew exactly how to be interviewed and how to interview as well. Um, you know, there was no well, need. He kind to of took over. He, well, he did, but he did it in a brilliant way, in a really professional way. You know, made it feel like it were our show when really it were his. Um, <laughs> but again, his his phrase when he said, "We have a duty." to support referees hit home really really hard i think you know th- these guys they'll, they'll pick up a story and they're like this needs dealing with and again when he said you know we've got fifa on the phone we're just doing this interview can we get your opinion you know there and then yeah you know one of my favorites i think you know i don't want to be biased at all and you know, and diss any of the others because they were superb but I think that one, I don't know, there were just a few notes that it hit with me that I really enjoyed that one loads. Yeah, great recaps. Um, great guests. Um, great hosts. I think that leads us on. Uh, yeah, great hosts. Um, I think that leads us on into the next bit, which Martin's going to give us a little little indication of the next guest, which I believe is coming on next week. Um, is that right, Martin? Aye. Well... He's confirmed. Are we giving a little sneak peek about who this is? Are we, are we surprising him? Or do you want to tell us a little bit? One of the originals, because believe it or not, there is an original group of referees who started. Oh, I tell you what, don't tell him. Give him clues. Let him see guess. if anybody guesses it in the lead up. All right. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, well, he's, he's Welsh. He until recently was. Uh, UEFA assessor, so delicate, stroke observer, whatever we even call them. And he's um he was on, he was the assessor on the last game at the Vetch at Swansea City's ground when it closed down. And I was fourth man in that game, and he was there. So mm-hmm. anyone who follows the Twitter account should know who that is. One of the originals. So there you go. That will be our next guest. And I want to um I want to drop in something now, which I'm absolutely over the moon about. And you guys don't know about this yet, so it's a little bit of a surprise on, on my behalf to you. Are you ready for it? You're looking a bit nervous there, Martin. I am, I am. <laughs> no surprises involve the police with me. <laughs> I, was, I, was gonna, I was going to tell you both, and then I thought, nah, I'll just, I'll just drop it on a pod. Uh, but it's brilliant, actually, and, and I think... Unless we, have we missing anything off that we want to talk about today before we round, maybe wrap up on this? No. Um, no? We kind of covered it all so far. 
we've been asking people who follow us and our plugs again, it's the, it's at the ref pod on everything. So it doesn't matter whether you're YouTubing or Spotify or Apple Music or even searching in Safari or, you know, you, whatever web browser. At the ref pod, everything will pop up, even our ugly mugs. And we've been kind of saying to people for a long time, if you don't agree with us, if you do agree with us, if you're, if you're a referee and you want to have your say and you want to talk about your experiences and, you know, we're not, we're not just here to give A-list people, um, you know, a, a spot on the pod. We're going to offer this up. We've said, you know, if we're saying stuff and you don't agree with us, come on, if you think you're brave enough to do it, you want to have a go at us or you want to agree with us or you just want to share your story, your journey even. I love journey. Journey's better. We're all on a journey. It doesn't matter what we're doing. We're all on a journey. And there's a guy that's got in touch with us um, last week. Oh, it might have been the week before, actually. A guy called Scott. I won't give you his surname because I don't want... He might not want me to tell you his surname and he might not want everybody chasing him down. Um, but he sent us an email, a, a message through uh, our ref pod, the Facebook ref pod. And I'll read it out to you and I've, I've messaged him back um, today and I've said, you know, I'm um, really happy for you to get involved. And he's put this in his port. Um, afternoon, gents. I'm currently a level six referee, hopefully level five this season within the Huntingdonshire County setup. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. And he's kind of a guy that's gone full circle. And he said, when I was 19, I was banned for five years for assaulting a referee. So as you can imagine, when I read that, I'm like, oh, here we go. But it, got, it gets better, infinitely better, actually. Uh, I have since had kids and coached my boys' team from under-8s to under-16s, while also coaching an additional team from under-7s to under-11s. I decided to take up refereeing when my boys' team folded and wanted to stay in the game. We'll have a chat, text, email conversation to discuss my experiences, good and bad, from refing and what happened when I was 19. And I've said to the guy, I'd love him to come on, actually. I'd love him to come on and share his story on the pod, because I think that if you were to hear a story about somebody assaulting a referee now, I'm quite sure we'd all say that the guy were, or the, the woman or whoever it were, that they're an absolute massive tit. But I think there's something to be said for making mistakes in life and rectifying them, turning a corner, turning your life around and doing something really positive. And I can only describe people who volunteer in any form of sport or recreational activity or anything or volunteer help, whatever, volunteering your time to help others, which is what football culture at grassroots is, do what he's done, become a referee. Obviously, he's doing really well. He's going up the levels. Um, and wanting to come on and share his experiences from what he did at 19 to what he's now doing. I think I think it's I think it's a really, really powerful story that should be heard, really. And um I think when I was 19, I know I, I know I did stuff a lot different to what I do now. I know my outlook on life are a lot different to what it is now. And I don't think a lot of me were the same person as what it, as what I am now. So I want to know your thoughts on getting Scott on the pod and chatting about his experiences from assaulting a referee to becoming a referee. And I think it could be a really powerful story, which might help some people out there um, who maybe struggle with this themselves or they're quite abusive to referees on a Sunday or a Saturday or whenever it may be. I just think you'd be a really good guest to have on. And our first, if you like, non-celebrity guest. So what do you think? Martin, you're on mute if you're talking. There we go. I was a... Uh, I've got... Arthur running around with a chicken in its mouth. Arthur's my dog. 
Squeaking, squeaking, squeaking. And, 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 and <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie, you love my dog. I love my dog. Do you know what? I, I was thinking, where's this going? Arthur, what the fuck you have this for? <laughs> anyway, I um, wow, I think that's brilliant. I'd love that. As ex-offender myself, someone's always in trouble with the police. Someone who turned me, me, me life around from being involved with drugs and, and being everything I could have gone wrong in your life as a teenage dad and getting married young and my kids coming from a, a broken marriage. You all wonderful kids have, have grown up to be wonderful people. You get no one else stronger than me wanting to talk to people who, who have made mistakes and turned it around. So I'm really amazed up that you, you've you've caught us on the up there because that's what that's what life is about. And and you know, we, we, where would we be if we don't learn from our mistakes, if we don't develop from our mistakes? Even as a mass, mass official, you, you know, you, you grow as a, as a mass official by making mistakes and learning from them, not doing them again. So I, I'd, I'd probably like to look at going one further and see if we can get the ref who we assaulted on as well. Well, at the same time? Yeah. Oh, you, Jim White, you. You, Jim wow. White, you are lucky. <laughs> I think, I think it'd be wow. interesting to see. I think find out who it is. I'm sure you'll know. You might have reports and stuff. And let's talk to the referee. And if he doesn't want to come on, let's have him on at different times. But I think um, I think the messages we want to do with, a, with the ref pod, there's no other podcast out there. People always try to copy what ref support do. Uh, I was on a previous podcast. It was nothing like this. Very different vibe. You two lads are, are, are brilliant. The other two lads who were on it were brilliant for the time. But one of them, Nathan, who I'm still good friends with, he'll come on and, and tell you. That you know, when you have a pod that hits hits the right tunes, like we have, people like that would engage, and they're the people we want to engage. They are our audience, and those people bring a lot positive change. So, I'd love to have them on. What do you think, Wayne? Well, I've got in Absolutely touch with completely echo him, that. And I mean, I've... you know, sorry, Wayne, but uh, at 19, I were a dickhead. Well, at 49, I'm still a dickhead, but I've got loads more world experience. Um, but I think that's a I'll fantastic have... story to have on here. That you know, somebody's. Yeah, you know, what is it, uh, poacher turn gamekeeper? What an absolutely fantastic... Yeah, get him on, Wayne. Get the guy on. No I don't realise about you. You've got more hair on your face than your head. It's intentional. That's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Sorry, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? I'm upside down. How can we go from such a serious, lovely subject to taking the piss out of his head? Yeah, sorry. No, but I've, I have messaged him back. Oh, yeah. So. And I have said, um, yes, you know, I'd, I'd like to go one further. If, you, if you're willing, I'd like to get you on. Because I think that that, I think stories, it doesn't matter who's telling you the stories. I think stories are great. And if you've got a good story and it's something like that, people want to hear it. So, Scott, if you are listening, mate, you say you do listen. Um, I've sent you a message back on Messenger. Uh, get in touch. Let me know when you're free. And we'll make our time available. Yeah, Scott's story is everything that we're about. Well, and we'll do a I special follow Exactly. And I want, and I want to finish with, and I'm, I'm throwing this right out there now. I'm, I'm, put, I'm, I'm keeping on your toes, but these are the, the little bits I need to do for you. It gets natural reactions. I want to tell you, I, I, want, I want to do two things real quick before we call it a day t- today. One, we had our presentation night on Friday just gone, and we do a referee award. It's referee of the year award. Listeners might not know who we are. Uh, my club, Sandalby. Junior Football Club. Uh, sorry, yeah, in Doncaster, I, I run my own club. Wayne's on the committee. We, we're absolutely pulled out of football on a, on a weekly basis. Um, we're either we're either coaching or what we're we doing sacking, coaching, <laughs> refing, we... committee, in everything, refing everything, the lot. 
But anyway, yeah, the lot, basically. Um, and we do a Referee of the Year award. And um, it has been picked by me, to be honest, for the last couple of years, just because I, I see I see a little bit, I see everything that goes off. And I know pretty much everything that goes off within my own my own club. And this, I want to give a mention to her. She might not be listening. She might not. If she is, then fantastic. Um, a young girl called Grace. She's 14. Ooh, another Grace, another Grace. Yeah, she's 14. She might be 15 now, I'm not sure. Um, she, she agreed to do the refing last summer for us to referee at our club. She stepped up. She really struggled in the first couple of months. She nearly threw quit abuse. after the first couple uh, of games, didn't she? She nearly quit, yeah. She's carried on and carried on and carried on and worked her socks off. And we awarded her our Referee of the Year um, on Friday. And it wasn't necessarily saying that she was the best referee, but it was it was awarding her for sticking with it, seeing it through, showing loads of commitment, um, loads of effort, loads of hard work, and the message that I gave out there, and I want this message to resonate with people that are out there that might think that you might have a kid, you might have a grandkid, you might have a friend, you might have somebody that, you'll know somebody that knows somebody that has a child in grassroots football. You might go watch grassroots football. You might have a moan at a referee on a Sunday. This young girl, 14 years old, started refing for us, and she's been abused several times. Um, one of the times I could affect it, because it was from a parent within our club, which I'm if I'm honest with you, I'd like to have knocked his head clean off. But obviously, I have to be professional about these things. So instead, I spoke to him. And he moaned about Grace, said that she wasn't a very good referee. So I asked him why not. He said because the decision-making wasn't great, blah, 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 blah. You know, all the, the usual shit. So I said to him, OK, um, I'll pay for your rest course. I'll pay for you to go and do it. You go and do the rest course, I'll pay for it. And on top of that, when you do your games, we'll pay for it to do your games as well. So literally, I'll pay for you and you'll get a little wage out of it, a little, little cash in hand every week. Why not? Why not? Well, well uh, I ain't got time. What's up, you're here on a Sunday. You don't have to, I'm not asking you anything different. Just just ref the team that, that you that you that you plays for. Well, well, I, I want to watch him. But, but you're not happy about refereeing. I've got no other referees. You know, there's a shortage of referees. Wouldn't do it. So I said to him, before you have an opinion about a referee, girl, boy, man, woman, whatever, have a think about what goes behind it and how you're affecting them. Because if they go, and other referees go, and we haven't got any referees, I'm going to be able to play football because nobody's going to referee games. And, and then where are you going to be? And I said, you know what? That girl, 14-year-old girl, and I said this to him, I said, she's got more balls than you. He said, what do you mean? I said, she's got more balls than you. She's willing to get up as a 14-year-old girl and referee football matches week in, week out, get abused by idiots on sidelines, right? And, and to be honest with you, mate, she only she only referees the small age games, so they're not even... I, mean, I know they're competitive because they're in a league, but they're not really in a league because you can't see the points and the scores and all that. You can't see it. So it doesn't matter. It's about enjoying this age. If they lose, win, you know, what's it matter at this age? I know it does matter, but it doesn't, does it really? And no matter what she does, she's not harming nobody. And um, anyway, shut up. And he walked away from me. And I've never, I've never heard a murmur from him since. So this is from me. It's a massive shout out to Grace and all the other young kids, boys and girls out there that are doing it up and down the country at this moment yeah. in time. That are getting abused. And I just want to say a massive thank you and well done. And keep going because you will win one day. The long, the long journey that you'll get will be more fulfilling than them spilling the hate on the sidelines. You'll get far more enjoyment doing what you're doing than what they do by shelling a bit of shit every now and again. You will. 
you'll have a better journey than they than they will on the grassroots because you'll be loving what you do for the most part, and then they'll still be frustrated, miserable sods. So that's a great message, Wayne. Out to Grace and, and, and listen, the young, listen. Why don't you ask Grace's parents? Why don't you ask Grace's parents if she can come on a podcast? She's yeah, really I'm shy, that, mate. I'm sure. I'm sure she will. <laughs> she's really shy, but she's a, she's a great girl and she works hard. And you know, it doesn't matter. She's the best ref in the world. She's doing a job for us so we can play football, and she does it for the kids. Here's the reason. playing the team. Is it is the reason why it might good be good to have her on? But talk to her parents and everything else, and just check it's okay to have a fourteen year old on on a podcast like this. Is that there's a girl who's now assistant referee on the on the WSL called Rhiannon Stevens. Now Rhiannon Stevens' uh, mother got in touch with ref support through the Twitter account, saying uh, my daughter's being threatened and verbally abused. They carried on after the game at the burger bar and all this sort of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they can give us some advice, give us some advice. But stuck with her, kept in touch with him, kept checking in like like I do. Um, and she said, "Well, he's appealed. That they've appealed. He's got to go to a hearing." And I said, "Well, what's he going to do?" She all right. She goes, "No, no, it's going to go to the hearing." So she went to the hearing. She said the piece, and these two donuts got done. And I just said, "Fair play to you having a goal to go in a room with those men who threatened and verbally abused yeah. you and threatened you afterwards and dinner." Then we ends up being you know a good relationship with the mother. The mother is now uh, one of our ambassadors because we have uh, ambassadorial roles. So if anyone out there is interested in doing an ambassadorial role for us, then please get in touch. Is that she's now uh, a parents and junior leagues advisor. Now, Rhiannon is still in touch. We had, if you remember the ex-Premier League ref, Bobby Madeley, uh, was out on the limb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one no one wanted to know him. He'd been binned from the uh, Premier League, went over to Norway. I reached out to him and said, do you want to come and do... Six Sides World Cup, which is something you know I work on, which we'll talk about another time. Got him to come to Greece, him and his missus, uh, with us. And uh, we sorted him out and he refereed, he did really well. And then he got back on, on, on the Football League and, and now he's knocking on his order of Premier League. He's done a couple of Premier League games last season. Now, we had an evening with Bobby Madeley, I organised in the middle of Somerset, because there's some clubs I work with closely. And they just said, look, we won't charge you for the room, let us have the bar. So we got sponsors in. This is something I love to do up Donny Way, try and get a top fight referee over there, but we all pay for it. So the club can make them money out of it. Whoever's got a bar, you know, so they take the bar, we pay them for foods, we put free foods on, come and listen to someone like that. But Bobby Mailey was there. So we asked, she said, well, can I come? About a moment, she said, yeah, we did. So we we got her up in front of everyone. I told her a story uh, and we give her an award. I can send you the photograph you can put on this if you want. And I uh, uh, love the whistle t-shirts because I've got this like love the whistle program with it. And, uh, and she's stuck around, she's got on with it, and now she's she works under Bibiana Steinhaus, who's Howard Webb's wife yeah. and head of elite football. So talking to Grace, we've already got a reference of what sticking with it looks like yeah. with Rihanna yeah. Stevens. Bravo. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds superb, and I will I will reach out and see if she wants to uh, to do it and get her on. That'll be fantastic. And finally, and finally. When does um, your lad, Wayne, start his refs course? Starts this Wednesday. Him Ooh, and so uh, one of his teammates. Is he, is he about? I can shout him if you need me to. I think he'd come on and tell us how he feels about it. I think that'd be quite good, a young ref. Get his opinion. Give me 30 fears. seconds. You two talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, we've asked Wayne to go get Max, his lad, 
starting his very, very own referee journey on Wednesday. Is that right, Max? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I know Max, so I can I can give him a bit of stick if I want. And um, but what we want to ask you is is are you looking forward to it? Are you nervous? And um, Martin is an ex-pro, and he's also now supporting referees as young as you, mate. So we just want to know how you feel, really. Martin, have you got what you want to ask him? Yeah, I mean, did you get that haircut for the course? <laughs> did you, you get, get your haircut, haircut for the course? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool haircut, that. I love that haircut. Fair play to you, lads. So you can tell us the fan of Lego. Yeah, fair play, lad. Yeah, it looks like Arteta. <laughs> Listen, we've um, we one of the things I want to say to you is, um, first of all, thank you for wanting to do the course. People like you are the future of our game. And if you get looked after and supported properly, and you've got a, a cracking dad, like a, it looks like you have got a great dad, you'll, you'll go on. So what County FA is this with, mate? What's your Sheffield. County FA? Sheffield. Sheffield. Really, really good. They've got a good referee branch up there, uh, the Referee Association in Sheffield. Uh, quite a proactive uh, re- referee association. And when you pass your course and you qualify, you get free membership for a year uh, to Sheffield Referee Association. So that might be a route to look at. Go there and have, and have a look because they do mentor and they support you. So how are you feeling? Why do you want to, do, to take the referees course, honestly? Well, <clears throat> well, I, I love football. Money. money as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, lad, but, lad. Um, well, I've, I've loved the game. So obviously, if I, if I ever stopped playing the game, I'd still love to be a part of it. So a referee would be like the closest thing to still being a part of the game. So I'd just love to referee and still be a part of the game. What a cracking answer that is. Absolute cracking answer. And 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 do you know what it does as well? Believe it or not, where as you climb the ladder and you stick with it, I'm sure you will with your dad's support. Is that you get a better, you become a better footballer. I never played at a brilliant level. I played an all right level. But when I started refereeing and I was a clan the ladder, then we went back and did like Legends games or whatever games with me mates. They were going, bloody hell, you, you, you are half a much better player because you see the football up close and you see these little tricks and there is nothing like it, you know. So I'm, I'm really pleased that that's your attitude. Yeah. Can I ask yeah, you, Max? Can I ask you, and I think Martin's um, really picked some good stuff there. Do you have any, any fears about it? Well, obviously my height is one of them. Why are you like, height? Why, why would you say your height? Well, the players will be a lot taller than me when I'm um, riffing. But it, if I think about it, um, like if I if I really think about, it, I'm like the what, what do you call it? The boss of the game, kind of. So it won't really bother me because if someone does make fun of me, I can always just like you know send them off if needs be. Send them off. <laughs> yeah. Send them off for which which more. Well, listen, I'm only tiny. Um, I'm only five foot six, and I um, yeah. and I I got a tough flight as a as a as a, as a lino. I worked yeah. at Wembley. I worked at Wembley. So <laughs> it's it's about what you sort of show. It's all about you know, your body language. You might not really understand it at your age yet, mate. But your body language, how you how you blow your whistle. It's a bit like do you know him? Um, if if he had said to you, if you charge your room. And you go, yeah. And he goes up there and he hasn't. And he, then he comes downstairs and says, will you go inside your room, please? And you go, oh, yeah, I'll see you in a minute. Then all of a sudden he goes, will you inside your room? And he says yeah, it differently. Yeah. 
you listen to. But that's what it's like refereeing. If you if if you if you're sort of like being confident and being authoritarian, like in a nice way, that's a free kick or don't don't foul or be a bit more confident in your voice. Like we just said about your dad making you go upstairs to tidy your bedroom, people will listen to you a little bit more. Yeah. Any more fears, Max? Um. Can I ask one like, specific? Are you are you worried about any abuse from the sidelines? Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. Um, but mainly it's like if a game and, gets out of control, that's more what I'm like in fear of. Yeah, yeah, and and I can tell and I can tell you right now, Martin will probably be able to tell you better than this. That will probably happen at some point, but that yeah. doesn't mean that's your fault. It doesn't mean you've lost control of it. Um, how how would you? And I'm going to come to Martin for this one because I think you know better than me. You've been doing this a lot longer than me. You, you do it to a really high level. You support people up and down the country. In those opening months, Martin, while he's um, getting experience, learning the ropes inside out. What would you say is the best way for him to handle any abuse from either parents or coaches? I think is um, you're probably going to get more good things than not good things happen to you, which is why we've always talked about making young young referees and, and old referees to get into the game aware that it might happen. But never, ever, ever blame yourself. Never blame yourself because people... When the Premier League starts in a couple of weeks, they'll be shouting at world-class international referees. When, when we have the World Cup in Australia with, with, with our Lionesses, they'll, those referees, are world-class referees, they'll be... So never, ever take it personal. And just have belief and just ask for help. When you, and talk to people like your dad. And, and also, I'll say this while your dad's listening, go to other people in your dad who you trust. Because sometimes you, you, you don't want to say, go to Waz. You might not want to... Show to your dad that you might be a bit upset or you might be a bit scared or you might be a bit... But you can show that to friends like Wayne and other people. So always talk. Always remember it's never your fault. And always remember there's far, far more good people in, in football than bad. And the journey of a referee, and even though you do, it does happen from time to time, we've, we, we champion it every week on here. It's thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. And I know I'm a lot older than you, but sometimes I don't... This is going to sound really stupid. Sometimes I, I quite enjoy when idiots give me abuse because I like shooting them down. And I think the more confident that you get and the more you do it, you'll have the confidence to to, to be, have that control yourself. So I want to ask you, there's some really good advice from Martin there, and, and I love that. I love what he said. And there'll be people listening, even adults, that will take that on board. Uh, yeah, well, that's, 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 that's really good advice. Will you come back on? Will you, will you come back on halfway through your course next week, if we get a chance? And will you come back on after you're doing your first game? Or maybe even before you're doing your first game, then after? Just to give us a little bit of your journey and tell us tell us how how, um, how you found it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'll come back on, yeah. Maybe you can obviously tell me how good it feels when I cross your palm with that money that I'm going to have to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> I I I I'm already confident that you'll do well, you know, mate, because you've just come on a podcast. Don't really know me. Your your body language is telling me you're a confident, intelligent lad. And I've got every faith that you'll do well there, mate, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah and I, I second that. He is he is a he is he is a confident young man, is 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 a is a 
an hard-working young man. He helped me out last year doing summer camps, didn't you, mate? Um, worked your socks off for me last year. And yeah. uh, this year, in order for him, he's just, he's just, and I'll give him a praise now, he's just won the most improved player for this season, just gone for his, for his team. Uh, under 14. Were you under 14 this year, Max? Yeah, under 14, and, yeah. Do you know, I, I, well, nobody, apart from probably his mum and dad and his sister in the room that night, were, were more happy and proud of him than me. The reason being is, is I know Max really well. And he was really frustrated. Um, last year, season just getting started, frustrated with himself, didn't think he could find the next gear, wanted to learn some more things. So I offered to train him, I offered to take him on. And he come down and he trained with me once a week, took him down and trained with my lads. And um, taught him different things to to what he, he maybe not heard or heard it in a different way. <clears throat> and I could see the improvement in him week on week on week. And doing different things and then seeing him take that onto the pitch on a Sunday and doing these different things. And afterwards, I'd say, yeah, that was good. That's what he did. Not on that. So, for you to come full circle and get that most improved player award, mate, just shows you the effort that you're putting in at 14, 15, when kids some kids start losing interest. I think you'll fly a referee, mate, um, once your footballing career stops. If it does stop, who knows where, where that'll take you. But if it doesn't go the way you want it to go, I think, I think, you'll, be a, I think you'll be a really good ref. Really good ref. Fair so way. I can't wait to see you and support you down on the beat, mate. So uh, good luck from me. Thank you. You take care. Thanks for coming on, mate. Cheers, Max. Right, no worries. Cheers. Cheers, lad. Good. See you later. Put your ugly dad back on. <laughs> what a way to finish. Yeah, you, brilliant. That was really nice, that what? guys. Thanks for that. That's all. Your missus must be really attached because he's a good-looking boy and he never got it from you. Oh, mate, honestly, oh, yeah. Mate, honestly, he's, he's got I, her I'm, good look. He is punching, mate. He is punching. I am punching, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he's still punching right now, mate. I tell you right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, I'm going to cut these idiots off before I have to do any more work. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to share it, like it, tell people about it, get in touch. If you've got your own experiences, your own journeys that you want to talk to us about, we are not just here for the celebs. We are here for you. This podcast is a platform for everybody, every refereeing journey. We don't just talk about referees. We talk about all kinds of stuff, you know. So if you want to talk to us about anything, get in touch with us. We're three normal working-class northerners, and we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, I'm Rousey. I'm waiting. Call your names. And I'm Mark He's waiting. Oh, no, 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 no. It's um, Mystic Martin now, isn't it? Mystic Martin. Mystic Martin. Martin. <laughs> and if you're one of those things, right, we're going. Enough work, you keep making all these suggestions. Right, we're off. We're done. We'll see you next week. Big guest coming on. Make sure you tune in. If you haven't heard his other stuff, we've got Andy Ambler, we've got Jim White. We've got Jeff Winter. We've got Samuel Sam Wallace. We've got Pete Walton. Pete Walton. Massive guest. If you haven't heard his other stuff, go check it out. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.